Welcome to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report, live. I am the big guy, Ryback, joined by Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc., WrestlingInc.com. Raj, what's going on? Uh, not much. Kind of a chill week, but uh, enjoyed Thanksgiving. We split it up into two, so we have Thanksgiving number two tonight. But uh, yeah, cool. it's going well. How about yourself? Doing well also. Had uh, Happy to hear that you had a good Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm jealous you get two of them. That's, <laughs> uh, this is my holiday. The... Uh, had my first vegan Thanksgiving. It was actually every bit as good, believe it or not. All the ah. food, the same, the green bean casserole, the mashed potatoes, the gravy, the stuffing. I'm. If you would have put somebody now outside of the – they had this uh, celebrity roast turkey, uh, or celebration turkey it was called, which is supposedly the best one out of all of them. And it was – I got to tell you, it, it – it, and to quote myself from Ryback TV, Raj, it blew my balls off. It was so good. <laughs> no, but it was uh, – it, it doesn't obviously it, – it's a diff, it, It's nothing is the exact same as, as turkey or anything, the meats, but it was it was delicious. So so uh, what was, was like the, the main course? That – well, the, with the turkey, the stuffing, the, uh, the green bean casserole. We had a, like we had a coleslaw, cranberry. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Trying to think uh, with broccoli, also some vegetables, uh, salad, pickles, olives, the whole smorgasbord of the standard Thanksgiving, gotcha. and uh, and then the the vegan pumpkin pie, which I'm actually going to be doing a Ryback TV video with on my cheat day on Sunday. So nice. I held it together yesterday, just a normal normal meal, nothing too crazy. So <laughs> nice, very cool. Well, awesome. Well, uh, it, it kind of a slower news week this past week. Uh, you know, The Undertaker, he had his final farewell at Survivor Series this past Sunday. Obviously, that's not going to be his final farewell. He's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame, do the Hall of Fame speech. Um, do you think, I mean, it was the 30-year anniversary to that day yeah. that he debuted the character on WWE television. Do you think they should have held off the the farewell until they had fans? Or, or was just it too perfect with it being 30 days to the day? No, I think Vince is being the great, Vince is a great businessman. On regardless of my personal feelings on certain things, so what they're doing, and I, I promise you, this—that's not the last time we're going to see the Undertaker. And what's going to happen is they—that was a way to capitalize on the 30th anniversary and and get that. The moment there are people back, there will be another farewell. There's not—it's it, impossible. We all know, like I know, it, there's no way they're not going to. Right. And there's no way you're not going to. If in, in Vince, an opportunity comes up. And, and even if they don't market it as a farewell, but it's an Undertaker appearance, it right. will be a farewell with the crowd, the reception, and right. especially after this past year. So I think it was a smart business move, capitalizing on that. You'd be you would be silly not to. Now, did you have to say the farewell necessarily? Maybe not. You could have just been celebrating thirty years, but I think it gives it that that extra special feel, and it, it, it's like the retiring in wrestling. You know, it, it's. It's the least respected retirement of all the sports. It never, it never holds true. So, which is why I never went that route because I already know right. it's not true. So, and I, I can't do it. But they, yeah, I think we're going to see him again. Yeah, and and you know he's going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. And like with the Warrior when he was inducted in the Hall of Fame, yeah. he had the Hall of Fame speech. He showed up at WrestleMania, and then he showed up on Raw doing a speech. So I could definitely see that happening uh, once there are fans in the stands, and that. Uh, you know, with all the vaccine talk, it looks like they are planning WWE uh, that after WrestleMania, they'll be back to 
you know, running shows with fans again and re- starting with WrestleMania. Great news on that front. And we just, again, it's all gonna, I, I think everyone's just, it's a sit back and, and wait approach on what, what's, what's going to happen, what's going on with the election, with everything. Right. There's a lot of uncertainty on all this, but I mean, in, in the vaccine, regardless, you know, I'm never, I'm never taking the vaccine. You, you can't pay me enough to take that thing. But for the people that feel they need it and to get the world operating under somewhat normal circumstances once again and get people back to work, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for whatever's going to get that situation back. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are. So um, it's good news for wrestling because it's not the same with, without people. And I, and I, and again, this is a testament. Pro wrestling without a crowd is the hardest of everything to do. All the sports entertainment without a crowd, because mm-hmm. it, 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 it's so intertwined with that. It's such a huge part of the business. That's it's it, it's not the same. Wrestling without a crowd is not the same. Right. And it, it makes it really hard, and for the talent, it, it's just a testament to the talent going out there on on all the organizations on how well they've done. To and I feel like everybody's really stepped up their game as awkward as it was at first, I feel like everyone's comfortable now in the situation. And now we're seeing some people back and WWE has the Thunderdome, but they've man, wrestlers are amazing talents. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Michael Berry senior in the chat saying he gives, he gives credit to WWE for the Thunderdome yeah. concept. And absolutely. Those, those shows were dying before they introduced the Thunderdome. And they took what other sports were already kind of doing and they made it their own. And yeah. they, they made it and it works and I'll give it, it works. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think of all the shows airing right now, that is the closest to feeling like pre COVID yeah. uh, of all the shows. Uh, there was a positive COVID test in impact wrestling. Um, and a, a few impact wrestlers were notified that they needed to get checked due to that positive test, but they were not told who the positive was and other people in the company were not notified. So some of the wrestlers uh, were upset about hearing the news, you know, backstage from other wrestlers through backstage gossip. And uh, the wrestler who tested positive was believed to be part of a group of several people who all traveled together and are tight with each other. Uh, Impact, they do not do actual COVID testing at their tapings. They do temperature checks, which is what, uh, same thing that WWE was doing for a long time until they got a wave of positive COVID tests and then they switched to actual COVID testing. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't aware of that. I just, you know, but it's like I don't know. I'm not sure on the the financial status of Impact. If they have a little bit of money, not like I'm not really. the The only thing I and this is from a business. I have nothing against Impact or anything. It, I'm, I'm I'm happy they exist. I have friends that work there, but the the only reason not to be running COVID tests would I would think would be a financial mm-hmm. reason. That but being that they're on TV and they have the roster and some of the people that I presume they're paying decent, at least I would think they would have the means to do that. Um, Again, temperature checks are better than nothing, but those, those have shown not to be as effective as, as actual COVID test actually. Right. And then I think, and I think this with a situation like this, I I just think you got to be transparent. It's why can't the talent know who had it? Right. That's to me, I, I don't understand that unless the, now it, it's different though. If, if the talent, for whatever reason, I guess if, if for whatever reason, a talent didn't want people to know that they had it, but still from a, from a work standpoint, you would, you know, you'd want to be able to let, if you want, if you have a concern 
you know, if you're showing up to those impact tapings and then going home and you're around your 96 year old grandmother who might be susceptible. Right. Uh, like, because I'm not like the virus is real. It's not, yeah. there are people. So there's certain precautions that, that for the majority of us, though, I think we brush it off, whatever, but it's for those people that are, that that's the only thing where I can think of, but hopefully man, they learn from it and maybe they become a little more transparent with it moving on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Alistair Black, he's been off WWE television since October, the October 12th episode of Raw. Uh, he was moved to SmackDown, has yet to make an appearance on the Blue Brand. So a lot of people were wondering if this has anything to do with Zelina Vega's release. Um, and apparently it doesn't. It's just one of those things that Vince McMahon is not high on Alistair Black. Uh, Paul Heyman was, which is why he was getting the big push. And actually at one point in time, uh, when they were trying to decide who would face Brock Lesnar for the WWE championship this past uh you know this past april at wrestlemania he was one of the names considered himself and drew mcintyre and uh obviously a lot's changed since then and and apparently vince just doesn't see much in alistair black it i mean so i i could see that being the case vince gets really weird with things on all this um and in that company you so it's a weird thing if vince would have loved him then there would have been like the people there trying to convince Vince that he sucks. Like that's the game that goes on. But then if Vince doesn't like you and you got other people that do, then they're pushing for him. And Paul obviously liked him. You know, I look back and this is watching as a wrestler and watching from the outside, looking in that when he debuted and everything from his entrance to his theme song and to, I thought he was getting good reactions early on up there. I go, man, this guy has potential that if they can stick with this, that he, he could be, be, be a, a big time star in pro wrestling. And it's not my look. It's not my thing. It's not my style necessarily that, that as a fan, but watching it, I recognize, I go, there's money in this, that, that, that one way or another. So it, it, it's odd to me that how that this whole thing has transpired with, with his push getting taken away, essentially when Paul fell out of that, that position and how, that he's at least not sustained. I mean, it, the story actually makes sense that Vince isn't high on him. That that's the only because if Vince was, he would still be he would still be being used in a certain position at least. And it, it is the things that have happened have been as a talent. You don't it sucks because yeah. there's so much potential there. And the, that Zelina Vega thing doesn't help. Right. It, it, people got to understand WWE is not going to come out. But yes, it's connected. Mm-hmm. When, when, do you think Hunter's going to get on a conference call? But like, no, absolutely. You know the perception about him with his wife is it's not good, and we're we're going to punish him further. No, right? That shit they do in the back, and then they just do it in weird ways. That like, so um, I don't see the relationship. I, I'm not there. I can't speak on what's going on. And, and it, it's all I know is it's it's never a good thing if you're married to someone there and they get fired for certain reasons, and it's. We've seen them carry on things. I could tell you with with Curtis Axel, Joe Henning with, from Ribs' his father played, or for what Hunter thought about his dad. Like that stuff carries over generations. Right. You don't think like they're gonna like the husband wife there say like, oh hell yeah, they're gonna. It all figures in. So. Yeah, it is always interesting because you see it on TV when you see all of a sudden someone who is being pushed getting all these wins, and all of a sudden they start beating them like a drum, and uh, and and I guess. I mean, you were kind of in that boat where, you know, you're getting this heavy push and all of a sudden they're just beating you. Do they tell you like, hey, 
this is a message being sent. You need to do this. Or, 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 or have you heard other wrestlers when they're getting that push and all of a sudden they aren't? Are they ever told uh, what they need to do different or why they're no. not being pushed anymore? It's just a surprise. It, no, they, they, it's lies. And so I remember specifically to give you the, this story. And, and my, my punishment, and I went in, which Vince was adamant that he goes, it's not a punishment, but it was. So when I got taken out of that the, the main event position, it happened where we did the switch and then it was put in the top heel position at first with Cena and then the started transitioning into the bully. I got the win over Jericho. So things were still, I was still being used in a top right. position, but the downgrade started after the, the bully transition, which went well to then it was that got, that was going really well. Finally getting heat that I was told is coming to an end. I go, what? And they go, yeah, we're, you're going back with Heyman. This was random. And because his run with Axel was was running out and he needed someone to, to feud with Punk for two or three more pay-per-views to keep Paul figured in to that top storyline. After that played its course, that's when then they we just were told that you and Axel are, are now a team. And that's when the, the demotion started. But in, even in that, I was always protected. Axel took 99.9% <laughs> of the pinfalls right. on that. If you ever go back and watch... I took maybe a handful in that whole year of whatever it was. But I remember specifically going to Vince, and this was at the end of the Punk thing. Punk was burying me really bad that I did not know about at this time because Punk was never had that vibe with me. So this was all – I remember Vince just getting worse, more and more and more upset. I don't know what to do with you. I don't know if to send you back to NXT. And I literally said to him, I go, fucking send me back to NXT then. Do it. And literally to his face, and he, he just stopped. He goes, well, I don't want to do that. And I go, well, don't fucking tell me that. And that he, man, I wish I, these things were recorded, have right. these conversations with these people. But I didn't know what Punk was telling them. But And I even said to Vince, I go, I want to know why you guys are punishing me. What we, and Vince was like, we're not punishing you. It, it, there's no, never, and this is just all a lack of being a man on anyone in, in a top position in WWE. Communication is key in life. They lack communication skills. Why yeah. wouldn't you tell a talent you're invested in that especially one that's making you a lot of money and that you're using and investing a lot in that exactly what the problem is. And then mm -hmm. you could fix that problem. That's what adults do. It's not an organization ran by adults. So whenever there's problems or wrestlers have quote unquote heat, they never tell you, they lie to you. They actually tell you there's no issues. You know, if Vince during my thing would have told me Ryback, here are the issues. CM Punk is coming to me expressing these things. Fantastic. Let's get Punk in here. Let's have a conversation and call that little bitch out on all his lies. And then you can see I'm the real man of the group here and realize, and then we can fix the issues, right? If we're going to fight, we're going to fight, but we can fix the issues. They don't do that, though. So you're never certain of what's going on. And that's all talents there on anything. If you do something wrong, they don't tell you. Maybe somebody will smart and that cares about you will come and like, maybe you should try doing this or this. But if you go to them and like, look, is there an issue? If there is, I really would like to work on this. I'd like to, I would like to be better. You know, hey, is this going on? Let, let's, it doesn't happen. That's a major problem in the organization as a whole with that. And why you see the, the stop and starts and it's on top right. of the business model being piss poor. They don't communicate. And that stems from Vince because Vince doesn't know how to communicate. He only knows how to lie. And mm -hmm. that, but that's done. It's again, that's a lot of that's done on purpose too, to control things and to create, he likes to create that fear mentality and environment and they breed that fear and it gets passed down all the way to developmental and i've lived it like it's so yeah 
it's something that needs to be better, Raj. And it doesn't need to exist. You know, if you're, you know, you, you, you try to for sports, you know, if you're not performing and you're the, the, the starting running back, you know, you're going to be told exactly what you're, what you need to be doing. Like, look, we need, you need to start performing. You need to do this, this, and this. And then if you don't, we're going to take you out of this. They don't, they don't do this. And, and, and this is speaking for WWE solely. And it's yeah. frustrating because it doesn't need it, – it's all just a lack of communication. That's all mm-hmm. that is. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, I think you're kind of seeing it now. I mean, time will tell. But Lars Sullivan was getting that huge monster push, and then he did a pretty bad promo, which I think it was more how it was scripted than – than his, you know, himself, and then all of a sudden he's not on t- being used on TV. I was going to uh, ask since- you about him because I haven't seen him on anything. What I didn't, I was unaware of this. Yeah, I mean, there's no official word, um, you know, yeah. but I mean, that's probably the reason. You know, usually when they lose interest in somebody, that's kind of what happens. Well, they had him though squashing. I mean, yeah, the top talent, right, on, on TV before and coming back again, right, and then he did that promo and I. It just seemed to me, this is just, this is not anything that's been out there. It's just my opinion. It just seemed to me that that promo probably uh, maybe didn't go over well backstage and they just kind of pulled him. What he hasn't been on TV. Was this on SmackDown? Yeah, this was on SmackDown. It was like three weeks ago. Okay. uh, And he was talking about how he was bullied as a kid. And and, uh, Uh, I heard Conan and Keeping It 100 actually talking about this, that they thought it was a little screwed up. That they were having him actually, because he does have psychological issues to a degree. Right. And he's had counseling and had issues. And then they're kind of putting him in that role on TV of acknowledging the problems, right? Right. Yeah. And which is great storyline if you're doing something with it. But then all of a sudden to do that and then to, to you know, th- there could be something to that where the, he does that. And then he goes, and look, I'm not comfortable doing this, guys. Right. And then now it's, okay, you're off TV until we're going to figure out maybe they're finding something different. That that that's a very realistic scenario right there. Just hearing this for the first time, if a guy because you show up and sometimes you're like, "This is what you're doing," and you go do it, and then you do it, and then you're really you're not comfortable. And then if you went and actually said something, then it's like, "Well, they got to just pull it." And then <clears throat> I don't know though, yeah. but you know, there's money. Lars Sullivan again. It, there, there's money with him in a degree, but he, I, I'm saying this strictly. <clears throat> Pro wrestling is the last business you need to be in if you have any mental issues, regardless, anxiety, anything. It's the last, Raj, the last business. Like, you have to have thick, thick skin in pro wrestling on every aspect, especially in the WWE land. You know, I think AEW in the way that it's a friendlier environment, I feel like it's where a lot of some of that carny stuff doesn't apply. But in the land of WWE... Right. Man, they could eat you alive. In, in times have changed, obviously, over the last, even since I've left. But I don't know, man. I, I just feel he's been an interesting story from day one. Yeah. But there's something fascinating, fascinating about the guy. When he's yeah. on TV, I stop and I watch what he does. Absolutely. So that's and that's me watching it from the outside, not being there. And so if I'm doing that, I, I go, you know, that there's a good chance that there's a lot of other people doing that, but. You got the the thing with wrestling is you got to be able to stay on TV and get its consistency week after week, and it can take years. Yeah. So absolutely, I'm pulling for him though. I I like both him and Alistair, man. Yeah. Everyone, I'm pro wrestlers. Like I, I I want them all to to thrive and have success. And it sucks when you see that because I've lived it at the highest level of 
you know, I've been on both ends of it. So. Yeah. And plus Ryback, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, with Lars, he's kind of a throwback to, you know, the, the little larger than life. You can't help, but you can't help but watch him. You know, he really stands out and, uh, you know, there's not a lot of that in wrestling today. So no. I, I'm pulling for him too. Uh, Elizabeth Fox saying the Lars promos have been bad. He does not need a backstory because he is a monster. He could be the next Brock Lesnar if they allowed it to happen. Yeah. I don't know. You know, Lars is a guy and that it, it's very tough in that WWE scripted promo environment. You know, um, I don't think his promos, it, nope. It, I haven't seen enough uh, of, of it, but maybe it's a case where you don't, where it's a guy like that having a uh, an um, Armando Estrada type, somebody, I'm just a yeah. manager, man, someone in a managerial position, you know, a new MAGA where he isn't really. I think Lars is at his best not speaking. Right. With I agree. And because and, and, it is so he has that look and mm -hmm. there's something just when you that that you want to protect that and keep that mystery. And not everybody has the you know, I was blessed. I have a deep, heavy voice. I feel like I can play mm -hmm. that. That I'm not seven feet tall, but when I speak, I have a booming voice. It's it, it fits for that identity doing that. Not everyone necessarily has that. You know, Hell, Brock doesn't have. Right which Brock doesn't speak a lot. Mm -hmm. It wasn't because it, it takes it away a little, but he's such a dominant character. He's the most dominant character ever in wrestling yeah. with that, where it, it makes up for it. But you see, my thing is with wrestlers too, with that is rather than everybody, not everybody has to be a five tool player. Yes, we all want to be, but if the business was okay, we have this guy, this guy can make us money over time. Well, you know, a Bret Hart, he'll get better with promos over time. We'll give him We'll work with them at things. We'll give them live events or whatever, whenever you can. And eventually, in five years, maybe he's able to hold his own on the promo end. I'm right. not saying he can't now, but for whatever reason, the connection, the monster thing is so strong. Let's protect that. And let's build him up with, and let's protect him. And maybe that's something they do. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, but that's, you know, being a business model of making everybody a star. That's how I look at it. And if I'm in that creative meeting, I go, wait, let's not knock the guy and punish him. Let's work on this. Let's protect this. Let's. This guy has something to offer. He's money on all these other things. Let's just protect this. Right. Let's give somebody an opportunity to do the talking for him. We got another star. We're making more money now on action figures and other things. Let's, yeah. you know, but yeah. it, it doesn't always work like that. Abs yeah, absolutely. Michael Berry Sr. saying, put Lars Sullivan with Heyman and he's a main event heel. The uh, only reason I didn't say Heyman is, was, is because it, it's – you will get the Brock comparisons with right. that. And, and not that that's a bad thing. And it's not at all. You know, if there's a storyline where Heyman does go with him and that, you know, in a year from now, that returns a baby face Brock Lesnar to feud with him. Right. Fantastic. There, at least we have a goal with doing it. Right. But oftentimes yeah. there won't be. And that's the I, problem. Yeah. And I'd like to see more, you know, more guys in that role other than just Heyman. And I, AEW does that well, where they're bringing in Jake Roberts or old wrestlers mm -hmm. who can cut a promo. Taz is a perfect example. And uh, they kill it on the mic. And Taz, Taz's group is becoming one of the highlights of AEW. Yeah. And it wasn't, I thought at first it was going to kind of, it was, I thought it was just him in cage. And when Starks got thrown in, it was almost to me, I like, got, ah, I go, I, it didn't feel right at the time, but they have come into their own and then adding powerhouse Hobbs yeah. to that. Cause the fact of the matter is cage can't talk. Mm -hmm. Cage shouldn't talk. Like yeah. he's, he's not capable of cutting promo, good promos. Not mm -hmm. right now. And this isn't a night. It's, 
protect it, right? Mm-hmm. Ricky Starkso is coming into his own right. now with this, where I, I, I'm looking at Ricky, I go, man, he's getting some momentum now, and all of a sudden the whole group has been elevated, and adding him and Hobbs is the muscle, and Starks is the little dog running his mouth. Right. And, and, and Starks isn't like super small, but he, he's smaller. Right. That it's, I mean, it, 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 there's something there to it. And Taz right. is really, really comfortable in that position. Like, I think they should take Taz off of dark and just leave Taz to let protect that identity on the show even further. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point, Starks, I mean, he's, he's dressing like the rock now. I don't know if you saw, I noticed yeah. that on, and, but he, uh, he carries himself like a star. Like he's like, he's not acting like that's how he really is. And he's confident. And that's, yeah. That's the thing you don't see a lot nowadays. So, and I think too, it's I hate saying when we make comparison. It is though the the uh, attire that he's wearing is very that period, very rock like, which right. it, it's. But for whatever reason, it works with him. Yeah, like it, it, it looks like he dresses like an asshole. Right, like yeah. it, it very like, but he's carrying that persona uh, at all times, and he's taken it over to social media more now. And I go, he's he's on to something with yeah. that and they're allowing him the opportunity to speak but so this is the cool thing about AEW is so this is something that just kind of organically they put them together this could have went a million different ways but mm-hmm. Starks took the opportunity and, and found a role for himself and now what is AEW doing they're running with the momentum right mm-hmm. which is what pro wrestling used to be rather than like wait a second no let's just kill this right now we don't want to see this we don't we weren't trying to do this where it's a different and to me i go now we're seeing this is what i always talk to you about we're seeing the creation of a star right possibly he had a lot of things have to go right for this to happen very early on but we are seeing the creation of a star where and there aren't the fans there necessarily right now but where there will be eventually it's going to only amplify everything but that is the major difference in the business models of WWE and AEW and why it's more exciting and why I think their fan base is going to continue to grow if they allow this, keep yeah. allowing it. So, Absolutely. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. with the $3 Super Chat saying, WWE's audio is exactly the same every week with no variety. I think he means it's like the, the promos and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that is one of, the, um, that is one of the, the criticisms of WWE. Chris Jericho. Uh, he was on Conan's podcast and he talked about WWE promos versus AEW and the comedy and how the comedy differs between the two. Uh, Jericho said, my view of comedy is you always play it straight. WWE comedy is uh, penis and fart jokes. That's why a lot of it doesn't work well. Don't try to be funny because when you try to be funny, it's never funny. And that's been my attitude with all their segments that he's been doing with MJF. Yeah. And again, that's Vince, Vince humor. And what Vince, you know, likes, and but it, it's everything is so heavily scripted in that environment. You can't script funny. It's funny has to be improv uh, in a lot of ways. It has to be something that just act and react. You know, and, right. you're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N ads.com. When, when somebody, you know, it's like when WWE and they write the lines that are like sucker and succotash that they <laughs> think is going to get a funny reaction. It's just like it's cringeworthy. 
and I've been a part of it. And you, but all you could do as a performer is just you read it. You know, uh, me and Curtis Sachs were a great example of this. Almost everything we did, it was on dot com and backstage. We didn't we, we did our matches on TV, but all our stuff was all improv, and it was some of the funniest stuff I've ever done. That and I feel we everybody the production everybody was laughing all the time because it was just us being silly and, and acting, and, and we didn't give a shit what was going on. And it was, but we always we wished it could have been on TV. But if it would have been, it would have been the same because we would have had papers telling us exactly what to say. And we wouldn't have been able to just to, to free ball it, so to speak. And where and Chris is spot on on that. And, you know, funny happens just organically out there and, and acting and reacting with facials. And you can't write that. And that's the problem. That's in the, WWE is very, very bland in that regard and not the talent. But the fact that you're trying to just write this show and the, the owner of the show is not in tune with today's audience at all. Right. It, it's just a great businessman. He knows how to make money in wrestling anyways, but not, not connected to what is going on in the world. You know, do you think Vince knows who Cardi B is? <laughs> no, definitely not. You think Vince has, Vince has no clue what WAP is. Like it's like, he's, he's just completely <laughs> clueless. So <Yeah>. it's, <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah. Did you, uh, do you happen to watch the survivor series? I caught uh, parts of it. I, I caught. Um, I, I watched. I think the Roman Drew match, which I really, really, really enjoyed that. And I saw something else. What I see, I can't recall, but I did see. I saw a small part of it. Okay, yeah, because Four Twenty Express was asking what your thoughts are on Lana winning the Survivor Series match. I did see that actually with part of the Lana thing, and uh, you know, I think it's like we said, her character isn't being built up as far as being this dominant female wrestling character, but she's being highlighted and featured and she's getting great heat. Like, but, and, you know, and Lana, you know, Lana's a smart girl, smart woman. And this is Miro. And I, and Lana came out recently and, and talked about like the social media stuff. Right. And, and I, and I don't know the exact specifics of that, but we, the moment you come in WWE, you're getting a lot of hate. So I, I find it hard to believe that the hate she's getting is anything new because we all get it the moment, whether you're baby face or heel, you get it. But I do think she's brilliant enough to play that up and right. get even more heat as she's getting, cause she's a, she's a, a thick skinned woman on that. And, but it, and this is, if she is having issues, I, I truly sympathize with her because I understand the, 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 how horrible it can be to see that stuff in, with people when just when you're acting, but she really, really embraces that, that actress role. And I think she does a fantastic job at getting people not to like her yeah. that is how she plays on TV and, and she's being used. So, and again, it, this is one of those things now, if they did this to her and just destroyed her and put her through a table, then took her off TV for eight months, then fired her bad. Right. But if you're just used and go from TV from roll to roll to roll, not bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it did seem like they did that Survivor Series finish at you know for comedy as opposed to you know they could have got someone like a Bianca Belair over by by winning the match actually winning mm -hmm. you know what I mean but um, it depends what route you're going though Lana though has a great social media following mm -hmm. WWE would be wise to continue to use her yeah. and she would be why just keep growing her social media her social media does really really well as most women do right they have it different than men on, on especially the picture 
stuff on because they they could play that up more on there. But she goes all out on social media and hustles. So it, it's it's not a bad idea doing stuff when they're on TV. You know, you could we could always go what route. You know, let's make somebody. But there's ten matches a night. You're going to make somebody somewhere else. So it, it's right. It just depends. You know, a lot of fans don't have probably. They're at least probably thrilled she got a win. Right. Yeah. That's true. Uh, speaking of which, we've been talking about the Bella Twins and how they've been kind of teasing, wanting to return to WWE and go after the WWE Women's Tag Team titles. Uh, they noted uh, during an interview on the Tamron Hall show that they do plan to eventually return to WWE, but not anytime soon. They said it'll probably be a year or two. They'd like to see their boys be like two years old so they can actually probably remember well actually they wouldn't remember at two years old but being able to watch them you know when they're old enough yeah so yeah so they're not coming back anytime soon yeah no and a lot can change especially for for i don't know what are their their exact ages now they're not old yeah um let me forget i think they're just in their 30s um but i mean for women having children they can a lot can change they can get yeah, and they can get pregnant again. You never know. Right. Like with it's one of those things. It's they they have a, a massive following though, and uh, you know I'm sure that if an opportunity presents itself to them, and they're able to get in, in the shape and come back, that you know that there'll be an opportunity for them. But a lot can change in, in a couple of years. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Seth Rollins is off of TV for the near future. Um, him and Becky, they're. Uh, She's fast approaching her due date. And uh, Seth said she's doing really well. And that uh, this kind of COVID kind of, you know, you know, it kind of helped them out in the sense that he had the much lighter schedule during uh, the pandemic and got to spend a lot more time with Becky during her pregnancy. So um, he's going to be off TV for a little bit, but my guess is he'll probably be back by Royal Rumble. Yeah, and well-deserved, and, and congratulations to both of them, uh, both great, great, great individuals and people, human beings. They, um, and definitely that schedule, he he went hard for a long time, and he had the knee injury eventually there after the Shield and, the, and when he turned heel, and then, but he came back and overcame it, and then he was running red from, you know, until COVID again. As far as he's been, him and Roman have been the two guys figured in, and Roman had, you know, the leukemia right. reoccurrence where he was off of TV for a bit. And but Seth has been going, man, and and he's from the from the days of the Shield, and you know him and Dean and Roman. Roman early on was the muscle, and, and Roman pulled his weight more than pulled his weight. But Seth was was running hard, and I've worked with him many many times, and he I'm happy to see him get a break, and uh, and I hope with like I said with WWE, I hope they never go back to live events like they did. For any, yeah. in being out of it and those talent getting to see that that's not the way life has to be anymore. It's, I think family is so important in being able to spend time with people and all of that gets thrown out of that old WWE schedule. And it's not, it's not worth it, man. Yeah. Um, former WWE light heavyweight champion, Gilberg, uh, also known as Dwayne Gill, which is his real name. Uh James Ellsworth re- uh, revealed on Twitter that she, he had a heart attack this week. He had a heart attack on Tuesday, or I'm sorry, on Wednesday. But he said that he's doing good now, and he got out of the ICU. So, uh, uh, man, how old is, is Gilbert now? Did... Yeesh, I want to say he's fifties. Yeah, I would say fifties for sure. I mean, he was a he was a job guy back in so sixty one. He's sixty. Oh wow, sixty one. So yeah. 
No, it's, it's unfortunate. And um, I, I'm happy to hear that he he's, seems to be recovering well. But um, it's something – the heart issues are very serious. And, you know, a lot of people – that's why in going, I tell everyone I learned from different doctors, go get – every man, once you're in your 30s, you know, should go get a coronary artery calcium score. And I, I follow that up with a, a full heart panel um, and to see – it, it, because oftentimes wrestlers were the worst at this, which when I left there, I just, I forced myself to face any issues that I had. And I go quit letting fear run my life. But oftentimes we'll, if you have an issue, you don't even want to think about it. Cause you're like, well, I don't want to know about it. Cause then you have to face it and it, it might take you out of the game for a while or whatever, but our hearts, you know, heart issues can oftentimes be ramified, remedied with, with with diet changes if you if you catch it early enough or with with smoking or, or tobacco use and these things but oftentimes we put them off and then all of a sudden this isn't saying for him this was the case i don't know but like then all of a sudden you'll have a heart attack and it comes out of nowhere that's why i i'm very very an advocate of, of going and getting heart tests done on that especially wrestlers and knowing what your issues are and then you, it gives you a little bit of, of protection to wear because once something gets bad enough, you know, eventually if you got to have the surgery or valve replacement, or it's scary stuff, man. So I hope he nothing but but love and a quick recovery. And um, it's unfortunate to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so at least the good news, he's, he's saying uh, Gilberg uh, is doing much better, as according to James Ellsworth. So very good. Uh, um, now, uh, finally, we don't have AEW and NXT ratings yet. I, I, I would guess just because of Thanksgiving that they're both probably going to be down. Um, and then next week is going to be the biggest episode of Dynamite in their history as far as, you know, the, the heavily advertised John Moxley versus Kenny Omega match. Yeah. How do you think that one goes? It's, they're doing it on TV. I, I would say, um, it, it could be used as part of me thinks it's going to be a 50 50 answer, but <laughs> it depends on, I wouldn't be shocked if they put the title on Omega on dynamite with a huge title change. Um, and this isn't comparing it to it, just using it for comparison's sake. But I remember when they did the, you know, Goldberg Hogan on TV back and I was in Mesa, Arizona, yeah. with a baseball tournament. This has nowhere near the ratings or anything like that, but from a standpoint of the company with Omega being one of the key pieces that didn't get used it necessarily up front in a, in a featured singles role, even though he's been used, I, th I feel done well the entire time, but in done things and help build talent up, this could be his big moment now. Um, and then you, you could always do the rematch with, with John chasing the title at one more at the pay-per-view, the next pay-per-view, or this is a way to maybe get three out of it with them where where Moxley gets the win, but there's something it had, there's some unanswered questions and you carry it on and you, you, you go, you go two or three pay-per-views with it where you do the second where, where Omega wins and maybe the rematch with Moxley for a third and get a real true three pay-per-view run out of this. If there's a good enough story. So right. I, I don't know what route they want to go on that. I none of that would surprise me. I think it is a good opportunity though, to do a big title win on TV that could spike a rating now and you could still get two or three out of it possibly. So it just depends on what route they want to take. But I, I, it feels like this is uh feels like Omega. It's going to be his time. Moxley's had a pretty good run. Right. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I, I I think it opens up a lot too with Omega having the belt as far as uh, potential challengers. So. I agree. Uh, it's exciting though. The fact is, like, I, I I going into this, I don't know what what, what way that they like what way they will go with it, which is always yeah. the good thing. It, it will make you want to tune in, and I think that rating is going to do do a strong rating overall. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, it up well. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really topped a million viewers head-to-head uh, since they first started, but I can yeah. see this one doing over a million viewers uh, overall. But we will see. Yeah. And speaking of which, uh, ratings this past week, uh, good week for SmackDown. SmackDown did 2.33 uh, million viewers on Fox. Um, so it was the second-best audience for the show since the post-WrestleMania uh, episode. And their audience was only down 9% from the same week last year. So it's not as much of a drop year to year as, as the other wrestling shows. And it yeah. drew a 0.7 in the 18 to 49 demo, uh, tied with a couple other episodes as the best rating in the demo since WrestleMania. So the, I think the Roman stuff's really working. I know Sasha and Bailey, they, they drew one of the highest ratings for their match a, a few weeks ago. I was so. going to ask you that, what the, what the big draws tend to be on SmackDown, which I know Sasha's been in Bailey, been in that in Roman. Yeah, and Roman is kind of a lot of times throughout the show, you know, yeah. like he's not he's just in one segment. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, I don't know uh, this past week exactly what the big draws were, but uh, I do know that the Sasha and Bailey was one of the highest rated matches. Uh, it might have been the highest rated match of the year. Yeah, and you keep featuring that, and that's, that's good. They, they know that and figuring those talents into the show. It's not a bad, never a bad thing, like being, um, scattered throughout the show um, at multiple points. And I remember being in that. That's a good thing when they're doing that with you. And it's because it's keeping the rating consistent where people don't tune out. Where like, oh, Roman's been on. He's never going to be on it for the rest of the night. We're going to leave. They keep people where, you know, they, they, they keep them hanging on. So, yeah. SmackDown's been this, the star show for them. Absolutely. By far. Um, yeah. And Fox, too, watching football, had football on yesterday and seeing – you know, even though the announcers, that's something Fox needs to do. Something good. When the football announcers, though, like have to do the read for the show with this, like SmackDown, they, man, cannot seem any less <laughs> interested to me. Right. Like they, I mean, they literally let Michael Cole do his thing. They don't even say, they don't even follow it up with anything. It's like they're embarrassed. <laughs> right. That's not good. Like if you're Fox, like you want, man, like you tell those guys, like say a line or two, you know, something. After like a transition, not like just like, oh, we got to promote this wrestling shit. Let's move on. Like, that's what it came. I go, man, that was a poor, poor. That's not that's not what you want to see from the network. But right. That's the, that's the commentators. They're not they're not fans of today's product. But yeah, but they get that plug at least on there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even though there weren't any stakes at the Survivor Series, uh, the the raw after survivor series got a little bump from the pay-per-view It was actually up from last week, 1.6%. Uh, and it did 1.78 million viewers. So that's actually, you know, if I said that a year ago, that would sound God awful, but in this modern era, that's, yeah. that's pretty good for raw. It's uh, one of the best numbers it's done. It's done uh, since the Thunderdome debuted in August. And uh, the 0.57 rating in the 18 to 49 demo that it did is tied with the October 12th Raw as the second best rating since the Thunderdome premiered. So, yeah. Up a little. Um, again, 1.8 million viewers, you know, compared to what it used to do, it's, you know, it's better than last yeah. week. Yeah. I don't, I, 
the, the, the fall of Raw is, 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 I mean, it's the most noticeable of all of pro wrestling. Uh, where you, Raw used to be like you, where you, I just feel like it was like you had to tune in to see what was going to happen. Right. There's going to be something, and that that feeling has been gone for a long time now. So, yeah. though hopefully there will be um, when when crowds are back, there needs to be some a shakeup of some sorts. There needs to be something to get people invested in watching that show again. And, and I don't have the answer to that right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Hopefully. I mean, I, th I think one thing is if they could find a way to move, create another hour and make raw two hours and have a one hour show on the USA network on like Friday or if you know, like Saturday or something, because yeah. that third hour is just killer. Three hours of anything every week is too much. Yeah. And you know, this is another thing, Raj, and it is back when WCW did it, there's this, even they did it, even that period, internet was, was around right. and, and it was, it was, but it was nowhere. People didn't have the choices they have now. Yeah. So you have to adjust with the times. Right. And ex expecting somebody to be invested three hours every week is such a major, major commitment. It's one, it's hard to write. It's hard on all accounts. It's hard on the granted the talent. Now, if you're only performing once a week, it's different on that standpoint. But if you're going to do the three hours, you have to have three great hours every right. week every yeah. week and so it, it's and they don't uh, and that's just the reality of the situation and not everything's going to appease uh, to please everybody it's it, never going to work that way right but it, it's it's tough man and it's really showing and the numbers are reflecting that and especially with no crowd yeah. no surprises and that element of wrestling is gone it's yeah, they do the same matches week after week after week or so much yeah. of the show is just the same thing as the week before, except maybe changing the winners a little bit. But it's doesn't matter overall. So you can't it, 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 it's just it's been it's never been an easy task. You know, WCW back when they they had a huge roster, though, too, I remember and they would have. Yeah, they were able to do different things. For, it just it, and not to say that it was great all the time, and I'm sure we can go back and be like, "Oh God, I don't remember that." But right. like, it, it's it's tough. It's just yeah, tough. and even WCW, I don't know if you remember, but Nitro they went back to two hours. Like, yeah. they were three hours for I think like a year before going back to two. It wouldn't so. be bad. It, it wouldn't be. You now it'd be. It's, it would suck from the talent getting TV time. Right. But I mean, it, it's it would make the show so much better, and it would give the cream of the crop. And it would take out some of the some of the the stuff that that they're not not pushing as much. So I don't know, man. It's yeah. it, something has to change eventually, I would think. But if USA, for whatever reason, they want it, you, you do you do you do the best with it. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, that about does it for this week. Um, it could and ended up being more newsworthy. I guess we had more news than I thought, but. Uh, but uh, yeah, and I hope you uh, had a happy Thanksgiving and everything. Likewise, Raj. Thank you very much as always. Anything to plug to wrap up? Uh, keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. We have our big China feature this week, including uh, interviews with her mother, or her former manager who found her, uh, who was in her apartment when she passed away, uh, answering questions like what he was doing in there. Uh, Dr. Drew, who uh, was close with China, talking about you know some of the, the mental issues she was going with. So check out WrestlingInc.com. And uh, also we have uh, the Young Bucks recently, so we got an exclusive interview with them. And uh, 
yeah, all the latest news and uh, and uh, our podcast as well. Good deal, Raj. Thank you. And guys, make sure to check out Feed Me More Nutrition. Our 30% Black Friday sale is going on here until the 29th midnight Pacific. You can save 30% with discount code Black Friday 30 on feedmemore.com for Feed Me More Nutrition. Thank you guys very much for listening. You've just listened to the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. Feed me more.